0: Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. Fuck, well, you have. You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just get back and be ready to flow. Say your mind of what you know, and we'll let the force be the course of where we go. As we take
1: this journey far, far away, now let's hear what our Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us.
0: What's going on, Far, Far Away family? How's everyone doing on this wonderful Friday? I hope everything is going well on your side of the galaxy. Nothing really new is happening out here in the Outer Rim. Boba Fett is ruling with love and kindness, and the remnants of the Empire are hiding out. Nothing really all that spectacular. But there is some spectacular things happening in this story. Because Bane, Bane is going a little bit crazy if you ask me. He is now obsessed with living forever because he thinks XANA is trying to just let him get old and die. So she never really has to challenge him, which is kind of smart in my opinion. Which I guess living forever isn't that bad, but I would warn him that everything comes with a cost. When you take from the Force, you have to pay it back. But through all of this, he has found out where Darth Andado's holocron is located. But he can't just go get it, not without causing XANA to wonder what he is doing. And he has found just a thing to cover that. So let's get back to the story and find out what's happening now.
1: Bain had never paid the small mining world on the Outer Rim much attention before. That had changed three days ago, when he noticed an expense claim submitted to the Senate for approval by a representative acting on behalf of the Doane Royal family. It wasn't unusual for Bain to be reviewing Senate budget reports. By law, all financial documentation filed through official Republic channels was available for public viewing. For a price, of course. The cost was high, and typically, all it resulted in was an onerous list of customs regulations, taxes levied in accordance with economic treaties, or funding appeals for various projects and special interest groups. Occasionally, however, something of true significance would filter through the clutter. In this case, it was a line item request for the reimbursement of costs incurred by the Doan Royal family to transport the body of a Syrian Jedi named Med Tandar back to Coruscant. There were no further details. Budget reports were rarely interested in the why. Bane, however, was very interested. What was a Jedi Knight doing on Doan? More importantly, how had he died? Ever since first seeing the report, Bane had been mining his sources to try to find the answers. He had to tread carefully where the Jedi were concerned. For the Sith to survive, they had to remain hidden in the shadows. But through a long chain of bureaucrats, household servants, and paid informants, he had assembled enough facts to realize the situation was worthy of more thorough investigation. And so, he had sent for Xana. Seated behind the desk at the center of the screens and projectors, he could hear her coming down the hall, the hard heels of her boots clacking against the floor with each stride. Resting on the left side of the desk was a data disk containing all the information he had compiled on Med Tandar and his visit to Doan. He reached out for it without thinking and froze. For a brief instant, his hand hovered in the air, trembling involuntarily. Then he quickly snatched it back, hiding it beneath the edge of the desk just as Xana entered the room. You sent for me, Lord Bane. She made no acknowledgement of the tremor, yet Bane was certain it had not gone unnoticed. Was she playing him for a fool, pretending not to see his weakness in the hope he would become careless and let his guard down? Or was she silently gloating while she bided her time, waiting for the dark side to simply rot his body away? Xana was only ten years younger than Bane, but if the dark side was extracting a similar physical toll on her, it had yet to show itself. Unlike her master, she had never been infested with the Orbalisks. It would still be many decades before the corruption of the Dark Side caused her body to wither. Her curly golden hair was still long and lustrous, her skin still smooth and perfect. Of average height, she had the figure of a gymnast, lean, lithe, and strong. She wore fitted black pants and a sleeveless red vest embroidered with silver. An outfit that was both stylish, by current Siutric standards, and practical, in that it would not hinder movement. The handle of her twin bladed lightsaber hung from her hip.
0: Okay, I think this would be a great time to get to today's sponsor. Are you planning on hosting a dinner party anytime soon? Well, you're in luck. Galactic Droids has a brand new chef droid to add to your staff. Designed after the iconic separatist leader, General Grievous, this droid has multiple arms, so he can do several things at one time. Chopping, cutting, and even cooking, he is your all-in-one cook for the kitchen. There is no better chef droid on the market, so give them a call and reserve your chef droid today. Galactic droid takes no responsibility if your droid turns into a separatist leader and tries to conquer the galaxy or hack up your entire dinner party. Buy at your own risk.
1: Over the past few years, she had never come into her master's presence without it. The hooked handle of Bane's own weapon was clipped to the belt of his breeches. It would have been foolish to leave himself unarmed and vulnerable before the apprentice who had sworn to one day kill him. I'm still waiting for that day, Bane thought. Out loud, he said, I need you to make a trip to the Outer Rim. A planet called Doan, where a Jedi was murdered three standard days ago. Anyone powerful enough to kill a Jedi is worthy of our attention, Zana admitted. Do we know who's responsible? That is what you need to find out. Zana nodded, her eyes narrowing as she processed the information. What was a Jedi doing on an insignificant planet in the Outer Rim? That is something else you need to find out. The Jedi will send one of their own to investigate. She noted, not right away, Bane assured her. The Down royal family is calling in political favors to delay the investigation. They've sent a representative to meet with the Jedi Council on Coruscant instead. The royal family must be rich. Those kinds of favors don't come cheap. Small world, but not widely known, yet with wealthy royals. Viable resources? Mining, she guessed. Xana had always been able to grasp bits of information and put them together into something meaningful. She would have been a worthy successor, if only she had possessed the ambition to seize the Sith Throne. The planet's been carved down nearly to the core. There are only a few habitable kilometers of land left on the surface. All food has to be shipped in. Most of the population live and work in the strip mines. Sounds charming, she muttered, before adding... I'll leave tonight." Bane nodded, dismissing her. Only after she was gone did he dare to place his still-quivering hand back on top of the desk. The death of a Jedi was always of interest to him, but in truth, he cared about finding Undeadu's holocron far more than he did about the outcome of Xana's mission. Fortunately, the incident on Doan offered the perfect distraction. Investigating the Outer Rim world would keep his apprentice occupied while he braved the dangerous hyperspace routes into the core to retrieve the holocron. If things went as he hoped, he would be back long before she returned to give him her report, with Xana none the wiser. Confident in his plan, Bane focused all his concentration on calming the tremor that still gripped his hand. But for all his power, for all his mental discipline, the muscles continued to twitch involuntarily in frustration he balled up his fist and slammed it once hard upon the surface of the desk leaving a faint impression
0: in the soft wood. now this part starts off with bane talking about dawn it's a planet that he never really paid any attention to just another small mining planet in the outer rim but he always paid attention to when jedi died plus it gave xana something for her to do while he went in search of vendetta's holocron It was the perfect task for her, so he calls her back to his office, but right as she walks in the room, he is reaching for the data disk with her mission. His hand starts to tremble, and he snatches it back behind the desk. He doesn't really know if she sees it, but he believes she did for some reason. This is when he goes on about how Xana still looks good. The dark side of the force hadn't started to degrade her body yet. She is still beautiful and had the body of a dancer. She is well dressed, and her saber hangs from her belt. At this point, they both had their sabers on them at all times. Vane tells her about her mission. When she asks why the Jedi was on Dawn and who is powerful enough to kill him, Bane tells her that's what she needs to find out. Then she states that the Jedi will be sending someone to investigate. Bane reassures her that that won't be for a while. A representative of Dawn was headed to Coruscant to talk with the Jedi about the situation. This will slow down their response. Then Xana leaves to prepare for her mission, and at this point Bane can prepare for his own mission. And that's where the part came to an end. So join us on Monday for the next part of this story. We hope to see you there.